You are now entering Zone 4. Please be seated and prepare to experience the nerd aristocracy. Any offenses encountered by today's broadcast will not be the responsibility of the Mars CVEX Consolidated Drilling Corporation or its subsidiaries. Welcome to the Nerd Aristocracy, the podcast for all things nerd. Available worldwide at nerdaristocracy.com. The leaders of the nerd proletariat, your esteemed hosts, Jonathan Bell and Ryan Reinecke. Greetings and welcome, proletariat, to this, an undetermined, unknown episode of... The wow. Nerd Aristocracy Podcast. Way on top of it. Uh, Jonathan Bell alongside Ryan Reinecke. Ryan, what episode is this? This is 58, Jonathan. 58. Mm-hmm. I'm That's sorry. Right. It's been a long day. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. You um, expressed your, your fatigue. I am. Like, Let's get this over with. Rarely at uh, 8.30 in the p.m. Yeah. Am, I, am I tired. But, but you uh, had a full day. It's Sunday, so the people should know that you yes. spent a good deal of the morning tending to the poor and praying and... Uh, Running a soup kitchen. I did. And then I operated a flea market oh, where no, I the sold kid. the poor. Um, <laughs> you yourself are the poor. That's that's right. That's true. That's who you were I, tending to. I tended to my own. Uh, let's see. With my funds I made today, I can probably pay my cell phone bill oh. and my power bill. That's nothing to sneeze at because you oh, do have a cool. smartphone. I do. And uh, you do have a lot of unnecessary power going on right now. You have That's a television true. blazing a game that neither one of us are, are watching. That's true uh, as well. You have a lamp over there. Nobody's I do, reading. I it. do have a lamp. Yeah. You shouldn't have Not lamps. a lot of homes you're have spoiled. lamps. I, uh, yeah, I know. I you're said, you're like lighting hey, bills on fire. I have a lamp, and I just keep it on just to rub it in <laughs> to all the passerbys. That, I don't even need this. That, that can't see into my house. But if a light sheen is, a light glow is thrown against the windows in the front of my house, mm-hmm. some people might drive by and say, hey, that dude probably has a fucking lamp. No. That elitist motherfucker. They're, they're thinking, that's somebody that's got it made. Yes. It's like a Christmas story with a leg lamp, mm-hmm. but not as cool. Right. Because that right. is not a leg lamp. Although I do have a leg lamp. Uh, I keep it with my Christmas stuff. So, so it's a seasonal thing. It is a seasonal thing. I only break it out once is it a like year. Real, you know, real deal size and everything. I think it's half size okay. because I think the real deal size is like you know. I think the like leg real is like. Gam. I yeah. think the the leg is like four foot, and then the actual lamp added probably another eighteen inches onto that. Does it have an actual like a uh, weave pantyhose on it? I mean, is it like a. Real it fabric. does, yeah. It's 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 a miniature version. Have you used it to like excite yourself before? I have not. Um, typically, I need two legs. Oh, really? If I had bought another lamp mm-hmm. to where I would have two legs, even if it were two left feet or two right, that I could probably get you? that out of my head. Okay, I you could, could probably focus. Yeah. Get beyond that, right? See, well, I would be hung up at the half size thing okay. because then it's like a kid, you know. And no, it's more like sexy, a midget because it's got high heels and black legs. But is it like stocky, like midget legs? I mean, they're kind of trunks, you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I never examined it that close. Right, we got to crack this open when you yeah, when you whip well, that out later. Yeah. Uh, day after Thanksgiving, if you want to come over, you can help me get it yeah. all down from the attic. Right on. 
as I'm, I'm sure you're dying to do. I, I want to know what your attic looks like. And it's like, what's his secret up there? Then we can we can set it all up, and then when when we get to that box, your 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 questions will finally be answered. Yeah. So how did it go today? I mean, if you got enough to pay your phone bill and your light bill, you must have made a couple hundred dollars in scratch, right? Uh, I made one seventy five. All right, that's not um, what those that. I had to pay twenty for the booth okay, to so rent you the booth. Gross one fifty. So I'm uh, I was at about one fifty. How long were you there? I was there from eight a.m. Mm-hmm. until I think I left about three thirty. So, so about six hours, seven hours, whatever math would tell you. Four, seven, seven and a half. Seven and a half hours. About how long I invested. Okay, so um, that's about twenty bucks an hour. It's yeah, not so shabby. Yeah, you know, no, so not, not first year bad. paramedic might pull down. So right. that's pretty good. Uh, what what's popular? What do you bring to the table of a flea market that people are they had that gimme sense? You know, that's that's the trick. I. What I do is I go garage sailing on Saturdays, and I only buy the stuff I know I can resell and the stuff I can buy at a very low price that I can resell at a legitimate flea market price. So I'm not going to buy something for a dollar and ask five if I know the going rate at a flea market is three. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to make sure you can move it. Right. But I try and at least triple slash quadruple my money. If I can't, if I can't, I aim to quadruple my money, mm-hmm. but if I'll normally let something go for three times. What yeah, I was going to ask, for. what's your buy-in? So, like, I mean, I was going, you know, $150 profit, but you had to invest right. in, in this, you know, I, I would say... Probably forty or fifty dollars is what I paid okay, for nice. the stuff that I sold today for one hundred and fifty. Okay, so now you're down to like fifteen bucks an hour, roughly. Right for that. Right, but uh, it's re- relatively low impact. You are your own boss. That's true. You don't have anybody being like, "Bell, where are those GPS reports?" That's or, true. And it's, like it's that. something I do once a month, and the garage sailing part of it is fun mm-hmm. because you know I get to. Granted, you got to wake up early on Saturday, but as I'm getting older, that's easier and easier to do because I'm not staying out all night on Friday. Right. It's so, a reward for your maturity. Exactly. Right. So, you know, I wake up on Saturday mornings generally pretty early. Uh, it, you should come with me one time. I think it would be fun. I doubt you could ever get out of bed at 7 or 7.30 on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm up at like, you know, 7 every normal day right and so the saturday is like the sure fuck the world kind of thing I try see to which is weird because too. it's reverse for me yeah like my office is is pretty close mm-hmm. um but so weekday you probably wake up what like about eight, eight nine okay about eight because i, I like to be working by eight forty-five nine ish right so i'll wake up at eight on a general weekday do my 15 minutes of actually waking up, hop in the shower, shave, get my clothes, get my stuff together, driving into the office, which is five, ten minutes away. That's handy. Right. That's that close. But I go garage sailing on Saturday mornings. I generally veer towards collectibles, um, 
memorabilia. Like, for example, I sell a lot of nerd-oriented stuff, as you might assume. Uh, Star Trek stuff, Star Wars stuff, superhero stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of toys, action figures, stuff like that. That's cool. You're propagating that. You know, you're recycling the nerd. Yes, you know? That's I important. Am. It's... Um, uh, and, and all stuff that's oriented to that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I sell a lot of clothes, kids' clothes, all dealing with that kind of stuff. Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, that kind of stuff. Um, I'll also do Coke stuff, antique, that kind of stuff. Right. I wouldn't sell an antique bottle or, or like an antique you know, lamp or something uncool, but if it's got a logo, if it's considered memorabilia, it some to yeah, it, that right. kind of stuff. That's it's cool. easier for me as a layman in the antique field. You know, I'm not some old lady that's well, because, been doing it for a hundred years. Right. It's something that you yourself have an, uh, is drawn to. Exactly. Right. Well, and that's, that's generally, sell, yes. that's what I try and stick to because even if it's not worth a lot of money, mm -hmm. if I know about it mm -hmm. and I can talk about it, mm -hmm. the story is half of the value. Oh. I learned that pretty early on where if I have something and it's just sitting there, if somebody picks it up, generally, if they're not in love with it, they're going to put it back down. But mm -hmm. if they pick it up and I can say, oh, did you know that that's the uh, USS Enterprise uh, owned by Adolf Hitler, something like that. Yeah, something you know, Mussolini. Build, build the value in the right. If the I can, if I can tell them a legitimate story behind the item, they say, "Oh well, a that's pretty cool," and B, this guy knows something about it, so he's probably not trying to rip me off. So cool. yeah, you you have an intrinsic. Uh, appreciation and value for the item itself. Yeah, today was the first day that I used the square card reader. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mentioned you I had one of those. Except credit cards. For a little while. How how so, is it? Uh, it was it, it was cool. Uh I think I, I made observed. I think I made a mistake because I guess I didn't have it shoved in either I didn't have the reader shoved in to my phone far enough mm -hmm. or the signal out there wasn't good enough, mm -hmm. but I tried swiping. I sold two items that people wanted to pay with credit cards. I swiped them both. Didn't work. And then I had to manually input the number. Okay. Okay. So what I believe is I didn't have it shoved in far enough. Did you, you don't have a protective case on it either on your phone. So no. that can't be the cause. No, um, but it just plugs in there at the top, but I guess I didn't have it plugged in far enough because I had to manually enter both cards, mm -hmm. which they charge you more for. I don't know why. That's Don't ask me. But You're a dumbass extra charge. What? Why? That's it. Uh, uh, I think it was the dumbass penalty yeah. that I had to pay. <laughs> the um, additional interest. But anyway, it was cool. There's a accompanying app or something you download that That's interacts with it. They send you – you call or get on the website, request the card reader. They send you the actual electronic mechanism that you plug into your phone. 
but on your phone, you, uh, you have to download the app, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the two work in conjunction with one another. What's the company called? Square Card. Square Card. Yes. Not a sponsor of the Nerd Air Summit. That is very true. Yeah. That's um, very true. Hint. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had any issue with it today. <laughs> if they were, if they were <laughs> Run my business for me. Yes. Uh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I've seen this before. first time I encountered one was uh, at some concert and. Bought a guy's uh, CD. They were selling it for like five bucks or something. When by the time I got home, there was an email receipt mm-hmm. of the whole transaction and a map of where I had purchased it, like using the GPS. And I thought that was an additional like that's pretty fucking sweet. Right. You know, that's that's pretty slick. And I'm sure they're making a fucking yeah. I was uh, I had the people sign it, of course, because uh-huh. they sign it on your thing. But neither one of them wanted a receipt, so. Mm. You should get a stylus for it, so it'd be a little, you know, a little cleaner for them to sign rather than taking their sausage. Yeah, that would finger. be an additional expense that I would need to incur. And yeah. at this point, I'm not able to it's a business have any expenditures that are non requisites. Yeah, not a phone bill or a light bill. Right. Cool. Well, that that sounds cool. You're nerding up the tech on your. Old school flea marketeering. I am. Yeah. Uh, I hear you did some uh, roller derby action last night that I was unable to mm-hmm. attend. Yeah, I had yeah. a previous engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, how did um, that go? No, no. I, I totally. I found out the last minute. I, I must have found out like, per Thursday usual, night to to be wed <sighs> to a roller derby kingpin. Mm-hmm. You find stuff out at very last night. I do. I'm very low on the totem pole. Um, however, to be fair... They're uh, like, hey, Ryan, we got a derby match in 45 minutes. You want to throw some pants on or something? Yeah. Get a kooky outfit and right. charge those fucking mics. Um, yeah, which is an uh, interesting tiff or tat. I mean, uh, Marquis de Squad is uh, is uh, my fair wife. Uh, she she doesn't listen to the nerd aristocracy either, you know? And it's... Something that doesn't really bother me, but every now and then I think about it, I'm like, oh, there's this thing that I create every week with a buddy of mine. Sure. Occasionally it's funny and interesting. Right. She just doesn't, it's not in our radar. Uh, And I don't give a fucking shit about roller derby, really. I mean, it's cool. I like thinking about eating, you know, girls' asses while I'm there because they're in your face and they're so round and taut. Sure. Um, And I kind of enjoy the performance value of it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but then it's also kind of a pain in the ass, you know, like you get to it. I think it's something you could go to and watch and enjoy, but because there's that element of responsibility that you have attached to Uh it, it it, it takes a lot of the, uh, the, the fun of the experience out of it. Right. Well, and if it was like uh, back in the day where they had the, the beer sales and stuff and they were filling up the, the seats to the rafters, you know, right. just it's like if you're doing a stand up show and you're I, you're performing to, you know, a table of five as opposed to, you know, a full house, you know, right. you, that energy is a, is a loop. And so that in itself is somewhat of a payoff. Anyhow, uh, it was all good for uh, in a uh, pink heart benefit out of Pascagoula or something like that, raising money for wigs for cancer survivors and like uh, prosthetics for uh, breast cancer survivors and all kinds of good stuff. They ended up raising over $1,000, which is nothing to sneeze at considering the attendance there was pretty lacking. I mean, there couldn't have been more than like 40 people in the audience. Uh, I had fun uh, going back and forth with them and, you know, razzing the, the refs and stuff as usual. And during this time of year here on the beautiful Mississippi Gulf Coast, we're graced with what's known as cruising the coast, which uh, every year around this time of uh, mid-October, we are descended upon by old white Republicans with really cherry cars from the 50s 
that come down here in their campers and stuff and drive very slowly and clog up the Highway 90 and all the streets to show their cars to other old white Republicans that have very nice cars. That's true. And toothless rednecks. And yeah, then the Let toothless... Let us not forget the... the, the the toothless, the toothless dirt leg redneck. contingent of the viewing. Yeah, they'll they'll come out to, to kind of fill the gaps and peel out every now and then. And they had their their self jury rigged hot rods. And they stuff. have their eighty seven Camaros. <laughs> yeah, when and I, their ninety two Trans Am. Yeah, I saw like a nineteen eighty nine Corvette, and I was like, that is totally like not an antique car. Boring. Even if it was an antique, it's like. Nothing unique about that time. It's like that weird period of cars where you had great car companies making stuff that was just very right. disposable and shitty and like, yeah, that shouldn't have happened. Is this my 92 Corolla? <laughs> <laughs> Prima original, original paint. Thank you very much. A painstakingly restored. Um, so I made some jabs at that in the audience. I was like, hey, how's cruising the coast? Everybody loves that, right? Because they make a big deal. I mean, the newspapers, the fucking. Uh, it is the jazz station. fest of the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Yeah, well, it's the thing where nobody in a position of... of Chubby Checker is the big get. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> of of vociferousness, as far as like the media outlets go, they're just like, oh, yeah, it's great. Oh, we love it. It's so awesome. Lum, lum, lum. And it's just that kind of false... Yes, we love it's fluff. We can't get enough of it's this. Fluff is it's what it bringing eight hundred billion dollars to the local economy. Yes. But every local I know is like they can fucking go home. Fuck this shit. And I would like to see that story on the news. Right. You know, who doesn't want to see that story on the news? That that balance of I guess the local businesses. But I'm not a local business owner. Well, I am. Right. I guess in a way I have an LLC, but I don't fucking. But see but, but your business it. is not uh, retail. It is not. Uh, yeah, I don't Dependent sell on the, on the beach. Exactly. Uh, nor do I own a casino that I know of. Anyway, I was very pleased to see that the whole audience was kind of bleh, towards the cruise in the coast. So I was like, yeah, you people are awesome. Right. And so then I made a, went on some little jabs about that uh, for a while, like uh, making a joke that, you know, when I cruise, when I'm a cruising on the beach, I get arrested by the police. And I'm thinking, of course, of Al Pacino and cruising when he dressed up as a transvestite to uh, break a prostitution ring. Right. Uh, so I, I didn't go to the after party or anything like that. I was just get the kid, go home, uh, you know, punch the clock. I got to see a good friend of the show that's probably actually never listened, Morgan Peterson, uh, was okay. there. She's uh, kind of sniffing around the edges of becoming a, a roller derby uh, girl herself. Right. And, I uh, think she'd fit in well. Yeah, yeah. Being somebody that's, you know, very trained and her body and like dancing and stuff like that. You think there's a natural proclivity to, to movement and athleticism. It's just, uh, learning the particulars of derby as opposed to, uh, you know, walking on stilts or pole dancing or bending over backwards or doing Zuba do or whatever that Brazilian right. martial art is. Anyway, that was cool. Good to see some familiar faces and have everybody tell you how great you are and uh, not earn any money and do something for, uh, you know, raising funds for a benefit. There you go. So what was your night, your engagement? Uh, you said, you know, it was one of the rare dates you get to have with your lady being so busy as she is. Well, we were supposed to go out. Mm -hmm. Then uh, her daughter was not feeling well at the last minute. Mm -hmm. So Her daughter goes out with you? Um, well, she had her daughter this weekend, so ah. we were going to do something... Not like go out, get drunk, right? Party. It was going to be you know like a family outing of of sorts. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, she wasn't feeling well at the last minute, so we just went, got some food, 
kind of hung out Shield at the house, uh, kind of a situation. Um, and as usual, it devolved into Teresa working on schoolwork and her daughter texting and me working on the website, that kind of stuff. Wow. So it wow. was degraded very much into your, you know, run of the mill, boring, serious, domestic situation. Yes. It was, that, that kind of, that sounds. It was very familial. Yeah. That though. sounds almost exactly like one of my given nights. My, yes. my wife is on schoolwork. I'm fucking around on some website or graphic design. Right. And my kid is playing Minecraft sure. as opposed to texting. Right. Um, well, that's, uh, that sounds, uh, I don't know, somewhat comforting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, sad at the same time. But, uh, but yeah, it's most of my life. So apparently today some guy jumped out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, I didn't something. know anything about I, this. I didn't either. People were talking about it at the flea market. You heard about the guy that jumped? I was like, I, from what, the Empire State Building? You know? I had a guy actually say the following to me. Now, this isn't verbatim. But all of these words were used in this seemingly order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, he, uh, he's, he's going at the speed of light is, is, how, is how fast he's, he's got this little shuttle. And he's, he's breaking the record because he's, what is that? It's the speed of something. And I said, well, there's the speed of light and there's the speed of sound are both used frequently. He goes, yeah, it's the speed of light. And I wasn't going to argue with him. Yes. That, that is too short to argue with morons. I wasn't going to get into the, A, that's not physically or scientifically possible as of yet, or the, the particles in his body would explode, <laughs> or the, if he could... If somebody, if it was capable of, if mankind was capable of of achieving that, uh, we could we could go back in time. Um, I wasn't going to get into all that with him. Yeah, you would have arguing Einstein's thoughts on time travel and uh, clock observance and all this type of shit. I just said, "Good call." Okay, well that's cool. I'm sorry I'm missing that. (laughs) I'll have to check it out on the internet later. Uh, but, yeah, he, he assured me that this guy was going to be traveling at the speed of light. Oh. Um, That's a, quite an from, achievement. From, Especially in free fall. From space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to uh, the surface, you know. Of Earth, so he's teleporting, and I thought, boy, that's going to be a real short fucking trip. <laughs> and here he, there he is, right? <laughs> like uh, he was like, yeah, they got over a ton of cameras going to be watching him, and that made my brain hurt. A ton of cameras because I didn't know that, like a metric ton. Uh, worth of yeah, cameras. I didn't know that media coverage was uh, based in, in weight. In, 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 <laughs> In pound units, <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, are we talking but, about like a? I mean, like the Super Bowl's got to be several, several tons. Oh yeah, of that's cameras. a good forty tons of cameras yeah. right there. I mean, whereas your basic fa- family Christmas, mm-hmm. it's going to be less than one ton. Oh yeah, that's like a unless it's like a White House Christmas, and then it's going. It could be a you fraction know, of a ton, but yeah, a sizable it one. Could, it could be a couple of tons. Well, it depends best. because what kind of camera are you using? You know, are you using like a red camera? Are you using an old school studio camera that was a little more hefty and bulky? Right, uh, would really dictate your coverage. So he should have said like a ton of this model camera. Right, 
But I mean, we. But he was talking about him. literally weight, not. Wow. The metaphorical wow. That's a ton of cameras. Maybe he was, he was thinking saying, this guy had a ton of cameras, like literally attached to his body, thus increasing his mass to a point where it would collapse on itself to a point of singularity, thus reaching the capability of the speed of light. Right. Uh, like I say, if that were the case, it'd be a mighty short trip and those cameras wouldn't do a whole lot of good considering it'd be a lot less than one frame required yeah. for uh, shooting this this exquisite venture. It'd be like that scene in the Jodie Foster movie, Contact, where nobody would believe anything happened because it happened too fast. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I heard about that from two different sources and they're like, hey, did you hear about that guy that jumped? And the first thing you hear when you, you hear that, you think about people flailing out of the World sure. Trade Center and splattering yeah. like used spaghetti on the street, you know? And it was like, oh my God, that's terrible. Jesus, don't tell me what happened. Yeah, I, I would I, I would have like, thought somebody lost a lot of money at the Beau Rivage. And yeah, I was thinking, to... is this local? Is this national? If it's national, it's got to be pretty big. I mean, is this like mm-hmm. a, you know, a senator that plummeted from, you know, the UN or something sure. like that? and. Then they go into the, oh, yeah, Red Bull-sponsored blah, blah, blah. Turns out it was intergalactic. It wasn't wow. local or or, or regional. It that's pretty good. That's some, that's some good tight balls right there that guy's sporting. But, I mean, I'm sure he's getting, you know, Buku fundage and he's going to be, you know, touring and getting all this pussy and stuff. Yeah, he'll write a book about a, I don't know how long it was. What was it? 20 seconds? Mm-hmm. How long did it take him? I, don't know. I, I still haven't really watched the video, but. He'll write a book, figure out how to get how to get terror. how to get four hundred pages out of twenty seconds. I've always loved jumping. Back yeah. when I was five, I jumped down from the I counter. I was born in Canton, Ohio. I was born to fall. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I was thinking about it, and then I thought, well, what kind of achievement is that really? I mean, he's just skilled at operating a parachute and jumping right. from incredible heights. So, what's the difference? I mean, something can fuck up whether you're one miles up or eighteen miles. Yeah, up. I would say it has uh, it has a lot more to do with the ability of of using a parachute because yeah, yeah. I mean it doesn't take a lot of skill to fall. Mm-hmm. No, um, I've, I've done, done it many it times. Yeah, quite frequently. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, so not from that height, but I would imagine I could fall just as well as he did <laughs> for about the first. You know, until the whole guided several landing miles, thing. I could fall about about as well as he did. I well, I wonder where he landed too. Like, I mean, did they have a a, a position? Did he have some GPS on his arm, like a quarterback? I mean, I, how did he know how to position? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I've always thought. Parachute? I've always thought for those. I mean, the desert would be as good a place as any because you're not going to hit. I mean, yeah, you might hit an occasional cactus, but at that mm-hmm. point, it's just God's will. You know, well, I, I think mean, water, but you might splash down with your parachute and get trapped under it and then yeah, suffocate. And that's always a yeah, frowner. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they say that hitting water from, what is it, over seven stories, it's oh, yeah. the same it as hitting concrete. concrete. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I mean that's that assuming point, his parachute's not working. Though. Might as well be sand at that point if your parachute doesn't work. Because yeah. either way you go. You Duck know. and roll. Have you ever been uh, parachuting? I've never been parachuting. Would you? I would. Yeah. I would. Me too. I think so. Well, probably not going to happen. It's probably expensive. So I don't. Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I'd totally do that. I have been bungee jumping before. I have done that. Really? Yes. See, I'm worried that I I would be paralyzed. Like the one time something goes wrong, it's going to be me. My face is going to get scraped up against a mountainside or something. That was my worry. Um, 
Well, it didn't happen like that. It didn't. That's good. Like that. My brother went some parasailing behind like a, a boat in Costa Rica or something like that, and he totally fucked his back all up. Really? Yeah. See, I, I was actually more terrified that my legs would pop off at my knees because I had, you know, I've had three or four surgeries on my right knee. I didn't know that. Have very uh, damaged ligaments. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sucking dick in show business so much? Or? Uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was basically, I was afraid that my legs would just snap off. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like a Ren and Stimpy cartoon or twigs something? Twigs or, yeah, like a like an acne bungee jumping kit. Well, as long mm. as you had a ton of cameras on that, it wouldn't have That's gone true. to waste. I need know? at least 2,000 pounds yeah, of yeah. cameras. Got to find out the, the weight. On that. I think tons, though. The, are those pounds or, or uh, what's the metric weight? I don't kit, know. A, a, ton is, a ton is 2,000 pounds. Oh, okay, there you go. So I don't know what the... With the conversion, yeah, there's a so good with that. Is that, yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, so, what else you got? Uh, I did the whole uh, upgrade to iOS, Bing. whatever it is, five, six, six, six something mm-hmm. like that on my iPhone this week. Uh, but before I did that, I wanted to make sure all my contacts were saved because mm-hmm. I had heard some horror stories about how. People had upgraded and lost all their contacts. So I did, I signed up for iCloud Mm -hmm. and backed all that up. That was relatively easy, but it's more stuff I'll never be able to find. Um, But you'll always be able to find it. I mean, as long as you, you know, remember your, your ID and password. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, So I did the iCloud, backed up everything on my phone. Mm -hmm. Was confident it was somewhere. Didn't know where it was, but it's somewhere out there. North Carolina. North Carolina. Um, so did that and then upgraded. Uh, didn't really notice too many changes. There's there's something called Passbook. Yeah. I don't yeah. know exactly what that is, but that's new. The I know there was a bunch of hoopla over the maps. Yeah, new mapping. Uh, but... I haven't opened it, but I did notice that uh, the graphic is new. Yeah, slightly. Slightly. <laughs> There's that blue line there. And other than that, the only, the only thing I've noticed new is the phone. Okay. My, my old phone display, right. display didn't look like that. I think it was darker. Mm-hmm. But that's, uh, that's about all that I've noticed. Let me see here. Um... This is uh, fantastic. Um, hey, you've always had the uh, the text to uh, the speech to text, have you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you could always push that little button. Okay. Because yes. that's something that just recently, with the iOS six, come to the iPad, alias iPad, as you can now speak to it. And I didn't know if that existed on the basic search functionality or composing an email or something like that. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, the math thing—it's something for like sticklers and te- techies out there. But for your average person, it works—you know—just fine with the turn-by-turn navigation, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess the boarding, the passbook is for uh, gift cards, stuff like that, and coupons. A lot of retailers are participating in that, like Target. It'll be able to provide a uh, scannable barcode on 
your device so they can scan it at the register and give you you know an applicable discount or you can buy tickets online not not have to go to a little kiosk to print them out you can have them on your phone and be able to get it out which is uh i think pretty sweet i think the next iteration of the iphone they're going to incorporate some uh fingerprint reading technology just based on handling of the device so instead of having to actually put in uh, a passcode, you know, a four-digit PIN or something, it will be able to read a partial input of your hand, ju- of your fingers, just by touching it on the bevel. Because, I mean, think about it. I mean, how unique a fingerprint is, you don't really need a nice blotter police roll print uh, for anybody that's, that's been booked before to be able to identify yourself. You can just do it over, you know, two, two partial prints there on the sides, then it'll be like, yeah, this is Jonathan Bell, unlock. But beyond that, Passbook will give you access to your credit card information to be able to make purchases just by waving it next to uh, some kind of uh, sensor, like those little uh, NFC fields where you can you know, go ahead and make your purchases there like that, not have to carry a wallet around. And if it gets robbed, hey, no big deal. You know, nobody can use it. So I think that's where it's going, but we're, that's probably going to be iPhone, you know, six or six S, you know, before we even see that coming yeah, out. Yeah, that should be out uh, what around Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's actually just came out when I said that <laughs> as I was speaking. That no, iPad Mini is the next thing that's slated to come out, and there's an event on October 23rd in a week or so uh, where that's anticipated to, to hit the shelves. And it's just going to be a smaller iPad. I don't really see the point, but there, there's a popular market for that for people that tend to just read. Uh, more so on their tablets than anything else. So I see you got IMDb up over there. What are you? I do. I was checking at? out what was tops at the box office this week. We have taken two. Uh huh. So um, yeah, yeah. And people don't learn to not fuck with Liam Neeson. Right. Uh, I remember making the joke when Taken One came mm-hmm. out about you know that's that's what we need is is another movie about a guy whose daughter gets kidnapped. Because there haven't been enough of those. No, no. As in, you know, the fact that there's always at least one in the theater at any given time. Like, yeah, it goes through a seasonal You thing. could basically just go up to the box office of any theater and say, hey, can I, I, I want a ticket for that movie. <laughs> the missing that guy thing. goes after the kidnappers of his daughter. And they would... Say, okay, and print it out for you. That's a great list. That should happen. Any yeah. day of the year. It could, you could do that. Uh, Argo came in at number two. I've heard good things about this movie, but I think that just on general principle, because Ben Affleck directed it, I'm not going to go see it. So, what what kind of rates it's getting? What kind of rate? uh, it's getting good ratings. Mm-hmm. It's uh, on IMDb. It's eight point three out of 10. okay. Affleck directs. Affleck directs and stars. Ooh, okay. I've heard good things about it, but well, like it I say, just on general principle, it just looks like a freaked out guy. It's the true story about how a CIA agent uh, basically creates a fake movie. Mm. And a fake film crew to go into Iran to rescue the hostages that were kidnapped in Iran. Hey, that sounds uh, like a pretty awesome story. In the seventies, it's it's a true, based on a true story. Mm. So that was uh, the 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 information of which the information that was used to write the screenplay was recently declassified. Declassified. 
Uh, so that's, uh, that sounds interesting. Sounds yeah, intriguing. yeah. I like those spy movies, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. me too. But like I say, I, it's just a matter of principle. I can't you know, support Affleck? anything that he is. Yeah, it's like eating at Chick Fil A at this point. Yeah, you know? he's had anything to do with. I'll, it. I'll wait for you know wide release on DVD and borrow it from a peer of mine. There's also a, a horror movie. It came in at number three called Sinister, but I have I have never heard of it. So, but it does say from the producer of Paranormal Activity and Insidious. Yeah, two I have uh, not seen. Two I have not seen either. But uh, it must I be know, good to tout. I know it. Paranormal Activity was that uh, kind of found footage mm, no. type movie. So those are rare too. Those rarely happen. Not 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 a big fan of, of that genre. Mm-hmm. Started with the Blair Witch Project, and I hope it's gotten better. But. Uh, after the Blair Witch Project, I, I like it. It's, it's you know it's away from anything. A clever niche, uh, but like any clever niche, it can be done to fucking back again. Yeah, you know, I, I think see it, a Tarantino film, you know, and like all the copycats of that. Speaking of which, I see Django's up there. Is that out yet in theaters? That was filmed in the New Orleans area. I know uh, a few people that are in it. Actually, that's a lie. I know one person that's in it. Yeah, I, I see they sh- – is it still – yeah, okay, it's still Django Unchanged or Unchained because I thought it was just uh, – I thought they had shortened the title. But, and uh, Walking Dead, baby, that's coming back. So I, I'm all on board for that. My shows are getting started back up, you know. Got my Downton Abbey, got my Homeland, going to be having my Walking Dead. Yeah, we got to wait till March 31st, though, for some new Game of Thrones. So <sighs> – Man, I'm, I'm so ready. It's be a man. Long winter. Sun, Sunday, March 31st. It's a way, dude. That's yeah, like a fucking yeah, month. It's, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's, yeah, it's. I think I might have more shows going on than you do, though. Yeah, you do. So I can you kind of like do. sate myself with these other. Well, see, I've got football. Oh, so football go. is going to carry me till you know the first week in February, which is the Super Bowl. So, that, but I'll still have two more months to kind of. Languish. Languish. <laughs> and as bad as the Saints are doing this season, mm-hmm. it's not fulfilling that hole. Do you my, have another team that you kind I of don't. like? The Saints are the really? only sports team I give a fuck about. So if I don't get have to a baseball team, I don't have another football team, I don't have a college football basketball, team. Basketball, soccer, you Basketball, hockey, I don't give a shit. So when we get to playoffs and like the Saints aren't in it, right. you just turn the TV off. You don't even give a shit about That's sports true. at all. I, I mean, I watch them if it's on. I watch the Super Bowl mainly to see whatever commercial Jesse's doing this year. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't have. I'm not emotionally vested. Right. Right. You know, it just doesn't matter to kind me. Of a passing interest. But uh, Seven Psychopaths comes out this coming week. Is Gary uh, Busey in it? Uh, he is not in it. Yeah. Colin Farrell, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, Christopher Walken, Tom Waits, Abby Cornish. And Olga Kurilenko, um, yeah, whoever those last two are. But I mean, with a with a lineup like Colin Farrell, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, Chris Walk, and Tom Action Waits. comedy. I mean, what kind of thing? Are uh, yeah, here? yeah. I think that's 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 ragtag group uh, from an asylum. They got to yeah. get some documents to clear their favorite psychologist. But it's supposed to be it's supposed to be well written. It's supposed to be. Um, Unique. It's not just another shitty script. Speaking of but. Sam Rockwell, uh, I saw a very early uh, appearance of him. 
uh, visiting uh, a movie from my childhood with my child, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original movie, featuring a young Sam Rockwell as part of the, the Foot Clan Shredder's group of misbegotten street urchins that are hanging out smoking cigars and playing pool and skateboarding and doing everything rad in the 80s, you know, or 90s. Head, and, head Thog is what he plays. Yeah, there you go. Is his character. Name. I was like, wow, very, very subtle in that. I, I, I'll have to go back and catch that. Yeah. Um, did I tell you about uh, a flea market find, my Ninja Turtles flea market find? No, you did not. A couple not. weeks ago. Uh, was doing the yard sailing thing. Mm-hmm probably a month ago, Mm -hmm. and came across a tub, like one of those big storage tubs, full of vintage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys. Wow. Everything, every figure I'm sure ever made, I mean, there's like 30 or 40 figures, Mm -hmm. uh, all loose, but tons of accessories just, you know, laying about, uh... The original playset in the subway that opens up and wow. it's their subway hideout. Sort of their van, the vehicle. Right, April O'Neil's. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's it's, cool. it's pretty cool. What I'm going to do is I'm going to clean them all up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back through, uh, find a website that has pictures of them all, uh-huh. try and match the accessories up with the figures, there put them go. in Ziploc bags. And then unload those babies and hopefully make a, a good chunk of change. I'm That's thinking cool. about holding on to them until the release, of the new the release to catch the, I would totally the biggest that. wave yeah. of, of popularity. I found uh, some when we were moving recently. I mean, it's just the basic Turtles and Splinter and, and Shredder and stuff. Uh, and I gave it to my kid who was like, what the fuck are these? You know, you got some turtle with like ninja gear on. It's like, teach me the turtles. So that, that's kind of cool to rediscover that with her. Uh, so now she's got them and you know, playing with Bebop and Rocksteady and, uh, in the turtles. And then I'm explaining to her of like, well, this is the pussified version where they all got different colors and they say gnarly cowabunga bullshit like that. that that's, that's the milk toast version. You need to see the mirage where they all have red and they actually fucking kill people and shit like yeah. that. And dark stuff happens. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping for that to come out from was the Bruckheimer, the new Bruckheimer reboot. Uh, I thought it was Michael Bay. Bay. Yeah. Sorry. I get them confused. They're okay, both Ninja, like Ninja turtles. Line. Uh, comes out in 2014. That's a long time for me to hold on Dude, to. Dude, that. that is. Well, I mean, what are they? They must be mature now. They're not teenage anymore. Yeah, or mutants, he, I guess. He he dropped the teenage and the mutants. He's he's killing adjectives left and right. That son of a bitch. Yeah, but maybe he's just boiling it down. Maybe he's trying to get back to basics. I, I don't know. I don't know. I will I will withhold judgment because I'm anxious to see it. Uh, you know, nodded to correctly. Is it? I mean, is it animated? Mm. Because it says voiced by, Raphael is voiced by Sean Astin, Donatello voice, Jason Marsden, Michelangelo voice, Greg Kipes. Well, that tells me animated or puppetronics, you know, like they did for the the last one, which really wasn't so terrible. Uh, Speaking of puppetronics, on Netflix we've discovered uh, the old... Short-lived TV show Dinosaurs. Do you remember that? Like a sitcom? Absolutely. Yeah. Not the mama. Yeah. 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 And the baby. Uh, yeah, totally up on Netflix. Not really bad at all, dude. Watching that with my kid. Uh, so it holds up. 
It holds up. It See, I would think up. that was one of those where you go back and watch it, and it's like, wow, this is fucking terrible. No, it's like any sitcom. I mean, you know, if you you have the mindset to where you can see the the base material that it's drawing from, it's drawing from you know family interactions. Oh, here's the wacky thing that went wrong. How. Uh, you know, somebody didn't babysit like they should have, you know, whether it's Happy Days or The Simpsons or, you know, So was, was that? And it's a Jim Henson joint. I don't know if his company produced it, but they definitely did all the puppetronics in it. And, and Okay, the so, so it was animatronics. What, it mm-hmm. wasn't like people in costumes. No, it was people in puppet suits. It, it was really? both. It was both. It was kind of like the uh, old school Muppet show. I think where you're talking out of your ass on this one. Baby, I've been watching this. Okay. I will I will be slinging this your way. Um, old school Muppet show where they have cut out floor and people underneath for some of the puppets, you know, that are controlled by rods and hands and stuff like that, Sesame Street. Okay. Uh, and then you have, you know, your Big Bird, Big Bird kind of puppets where you have a dude in a suit and then they have the faces that are animatronics with the eyeballs moving and the mouths uh, opening and closing. And I'm wondering, I'm like, knowing how costumes are put together and stuff, you know, coming from the theatrical world like we do, I'm wondering, like, where their fucking eye holes are that the actors are seeing as they're, like, running upstairs in these dinosaur suits. And it's very hard to, to determine. I mean, it's done very well. And, like, I'm talking to my kid about the quality of craftsmanship that go into these outfits. Sure. And, like, yeah, you know, we could we could make something like that, baby. It would take an incredibly long time, but, I mean, it's latex and it's sewing and it's airbrushing and it's all these different things. But this is the penultimate example of that. Jim Henson defined how that shit is done, dude. Yeah. And uh, the mother in that show, not only does she remind me of one of my first love's mothers, uh, 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 Charlene Kraftnick uh, would be the mother's name, uh, is portrayed by the woman that also voices uh, – that's the mother in my – one of my beloved sitcoms or shows, Arrested Development, and also the mother in Archer, uh, that animated series, uh, Jessica Walters, great voice. Uh, she's awesome in Arrested Development. She's just this perpetually drunk, rich mother uh, <laughs> that like convinces her children that vodka goes bad once you open it. So that's why mommy's got to drink the whole bottle <laughs> for, you know, bedtime. Uh, it's, I mean, fuck if you haven't Dude, seen her first credit is in 1962. Damn. Well, she's cool. She like, rocks she's it. been working. So arrested De- development. I mean, of course I'll always spout that, but if you're on Netflix, uh, Dinosaurs, you know, your your kids can enjoy that. You can enjoy that, and like I said, that the, the situational comedy, it's it's timeless, and it, it's amazing that something like that was ever greenlit. You know, sure. like yeah, puppets, sitcom, sure, whatever. But then again, they had Capital Critters for a while too, which was like an animated thing about rodents. And yeah, I mean, when Washington, I saw DC. dinosaurs, when I just looked it up on IMDb, I was like, wow, it lasted four seasons. That's oh, that's really? Pretty impressive. I was thinking like two. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe it got picked up for a second season, but it's not so bad. So I, I love Netflix because you know, honestly, I don't I don't remember the last fucking time I thought about that goddamn show. Uh, Netflix throws it up in my face. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let me fucking pass this on. But I'm thinking about this because it's going to be interesting when my daughter grows up. We don't have cable, so she's missing a lot of just the fodder that's on TV that she might happen to stumble upon to be able to share in the the vulgar argot of the culture of our time and her generation later on when they get into high school and college and they're like, oh, hey, you remember like uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch or whatever, you know, is out there now because she's watching all this shit from – decades ago yeah. so i'm 
It's kind gotta of, be like somebody our age being like, "Yeah, you remembered Leave It to Beaver." <laughs> uh, no, I was watching. All the family is fucking great. I was watching Thundercats and Mask. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, I feel uh, I have mixed emotions. I'm kind of stacking the deck against her by ostracizing her from right. the vast majority of people. Right. But I'm also endowing her with credibly good shit. So I, I, it's, it's like refining her. So when she's out there and she finds some some boy in the future that knows or Ren girl. And Stimpy or girl, God yes. willing, knock on wood, right. that knows Ren and Stimpy and can like talk that with her and Futurama and shit like that. Well, I guess Futurama. I think you're person. setting her up to date a really really old guy. You know, oh, fuck. She's, she's going to be like eighteen dating somebody that's you know in his forties. Hmm. Yikes. Um, man, that's, yeah, I, mean, I really wish you wouldn't have said Trans that. Am or, you know. Yeah, or a nice redone, you know, 1991 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully he'll have a job. Uh, so it's not so bad. She, uh, she went out trying to meet dudes this weekend, was she? Um, she'll, she'll talk to some guys, you know, when she's out. You know, she's very, she's very open. She was out at cruising the coast this week. So either it'll give her, you know, a huge complex and she'll be marrying some guy that's 30 years her senior, <clears throat> uh, or she'll be really depressed and isolated and lonely. And either way, drugs. I mean, win, win, you know, no, yeah. no wedding to pay for. She's either going to elope or. Be yeah. in an asylum somewhere. Right. That's not so bad. I mean, thanks. She could marry Scarecrow. Like from Batman? Uh, Arkham. Arkham? You were talking about asylums. Oh, yeah. That's where my yeah. head goes okay. when I hear asylum. Where does yours right. go? Well, I was thinking he doesn't fit the older man mold, but by that time he kind of will because that actor is probably like 25 now. So when she's right. older. He's yeah. <clears throat> well, he's successful. Dirty. He's very clean. I like that actor. He's he's kind of attractive. You know, I mean, I'm not saying gay or anything, but right. if I got drunk one night, I'd probably blow him. Yeah. Or let him suck my dick. That's maybe gay. Right. right. Um, you know, Arkham, Lovecraft, right? Came from Lovecraft. I mentioned that before. Yeah, he he created the word Arkham. Yeah, and and the Batman presence of Arkham is a nod to him, and the Necronomicon and stuff like that. He created those terminology. Of the lost Arkham. Yes. No. No. Although it'd be a nice crossover. So, uh, how do you feel about uh, wrapping this up in a second? I um, feel good about that. Okay. I'd like to talk about polyamory first. Okay. Totally unrelated. I came here wanting to talk about right. this. Like, loving oh, loving more than one person uh, simultaneously. Mini, mini love at the yes. same time. Not being an orgy. True. Just because uh, <clears throat> uh, the wife is watching some Netflix and came on Strange Sex, which sounds cool. I mean, you're like, oh, this must be some hentai octopus love sure. or something. And it's not. It's like all this gross, like, oh, my, my penis started turning black and <laughs> fell off. And you're like, Jesus Christ, why are you fucking? watching this you can't find train wrecks in slow motion but that's what my wife and her ghoulish kind of watching will will, will turn to sometimes <clears throat> and uh one of them was a polyamorous relationship where it was this one chick and two dudes and like this dude she had been with for like six years and like well john knew going into it that i was all about you know polyamory and many person love and then uh, six years into it, I expressed that I wanted to go that direction. We got Ian involved in the relationship, and it was just you know, sad and weird. No, no good can ever it. come from a guy named Ian. I, no. I've learned. <laughs> I will be fully behind that statement. 
uh, all Ians uh, cause ill and pain in their wake. That's true. Uh, and, and the woman that was all for polyamory kind of had this glazed, wide eye look, like she belonged like a to cocaine a cocaine kind of look, kind of cocaine, or could be in a cult, okay. and like a person who had or bought a cocaine cult, a coke cult, yes, okay. Coca Cola, okay. if you will. And uh, looked like she, you know, bought the biggest bag of horse shit and loved it and wanted – and within 15 minutes, you would love it too if you talked to her because of her, like, kind of ditzy eye contact. Anyway, uh, it was just really sad. Like, the, guy, the first guy that she was with was just kind of hanging on and then the Ian guy came along and uh, the woman was, like, taking the film crew through their house and it was very nice and spacious out in, like, this, you know, Colorado kind of setting of a quasi-desert with great vista overlook and she was like here's our kitchen it's very big and like uh here's john's room where he lives and it's like kind of small like the first guy she was with and she's like here's ian's room where he's all creative and stuff and it was like this spacious room with like a wall-to-wall desk and his macbook pro set up and like a drum set in the corner and she was like queefing over how creative ian is and uh then at some point in their union they decided to have a kid uh, with the Ian That's guy, good. and then yeah. the John guy like watches the kid from nine to five while the other people do stuff. I'm like, what fucking job do these people have where they can just like fucking destroy their lives over right. you know many years and have this great house too? I mean, it's just not fair. But yeah, I I think uh, along with getting involved with anybody named Ian, that uh, polyamory is just not a good idea. I mean, the worst thing about fucking other people is. Uh, you know, if you take you know diseases off the table, right. is just the inherent possibility for jealousy. Like, sure. oh, does this person enjoy fucking this other person more? Right. Does this person have you know more cushy feelings for this other person than they do me? Sure. And polyamory just magnifies that because you're you're making it a. A, a loop of being with this one person. You know, my response is, why don't you just have some self-respect and fuck a stranger? Right. You know, or or have a fling. You know, don't build this thing and, like, have it present and then pretend that it's not a problem. And then I wonder if there's something wrong with me thinking, oh, well, this makes total sense. You should just, you know, find somebody and screw them and know well, it's not going to be a thing. I remember in college, uh, I was good friends, platonic Mm -hmm. friends with a female who was talked into a polyamorous relationship. Uh, And I was like, you can't be that stupid, can you? (laughs) I mean, you're dating a guy, he's older, not a lot older, but she was like 19, he was like 25, 27, somewhere in that range. He's telling you, oh, I'm I'm polyamorous. I'm, I'm enlightened. Uh, I'm in uh, multiple relationships at the same time, but you know, they you know, they get along and we all just kinda hang out and it's like one big thing. And I'm like, Yeah, but he's the only dick involved. <laughs> like uh, what what do you not see? Like this is going to end very, very badly. When have you ever heard of we're polyamorous and we lived happily ever after. Never is when you heard that. And she didn't listen and it went, I mean, it didn't go on for long, but it went on for, you know, probably a year. And it ended well? Uh, it did not, oh. actually. She wow. was very broken hearted and I'm pretty really? sure it fucked up her future relationships for about 
10 years. And, you know, that's one of those situations where even though you can and you might want to say, I told you so, you just say, you know, they've, they've learned their lesson. Yeah, that, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Life has dealt them. Life that. has kicked them <clears throat> in the balls enough. They don't need my gloating. But you know, you, you always have that in, in your, your salvo. Like if you see them heading towards another drastically fucking stupid decision in right. the future, you can be like, hey, um, remember Ian? Right. Remember what I told you? Sure. So listen to me now. And that's like just boom. I mean, argument done. Yeah, but at 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 some point you say, okay, this is the type of person that comes to their friends for advice. Mm-hmm. And if their friend's advice does not support the theory or decision they want, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will forego that advice. Oh, yeah. Advice is, uh, in my opinion, never uh, respected or followed or factored. If anything, it's... If it uh, supports their intentions, they say, that's great advice. If it doesn't support their intentions, they say, well, thanks for your input. Yeah, you're not seeing the whole picture, but thanks for being there. I think that's generally how it goes most of the time. Yeah, I fucking hate those people. Me too. Well, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 58 of the Nerd Aristocracy, where we started off with fucking uh, flea markets and ended up on polyamorous relationships. That's uh, true. Glad you could be with us. Uh, join us next week for polyamorous relationships at flea markets. There you go. With Ian and friends. So we'll see you later. All right, folks. Till then. Later! You just got your asses whipped. By a bunch of damn nerds. Nerds! 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 Nerds!